You're listening to episode number 18 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. If you're in need of keto recipe food prep inspiration, I've prepped a free seven-day keto meal plan exclusive for podcast listeners. The plan is complete with a shopping list and everything you need to chow down on keto for seven whole days. Download your free copy at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, I'm running solo today. I have so many of your questions to answer and a lot of the same things have been coming in to all of the different places on social media and in our inboxes that I figured it was time to answer all of your questions. Before we get started with the questions, the awesome thing this week that I want to share with you guys are the coconut wraps from Nuco in my new book coming out April 11th called The Keto Diet. There is a recipe in there that is no beans hummus. So I made it without the beans. It's totally keto. And I used Nuco's coconut wraps and just cut them up into little squares and use that as the crackers. It was so good. I had it the other day and I nearly died of happiness, of keto happiness. So you guys haven't checked out Nuco, highly suggest you give them a Google, check them out and tell me what you think. So today we are covering off a bunch of cool things, including my thoughts on exogenous ketones, my thoughts about Keto Prime, a new supplement from Bulletproof, what to do if you experience depression after a carb up what it's like to ditch birth control, the side effects of going keto, testing ketones, and really giving keto a chance and how long you should do it until you realize maybe it's not good for you. So lots of things happening. The show notes for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E18. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners before we get started. The podcast is partnered with Vital Proteins, the leader in sustainably sourced collagen for a full, vibrant life. As you know, podcast listeners receive 10% off plus free shipping in the U.S. on all of their favorites over at vitalproteins.com with the coupon code VPHP10. That's all in caps, no spaces. Beginning February 1st, 2017, Vital Proteins and I will be putting together something super special that will replace the coupon code. Stay tuned into the podcast for more information leading up to February 1st. In the meantime, the coupon code VPHP10 will continue to work up to January 31st, 2017. I have two announcements before we get to the main content. I know I keep saying that. We're almost there. The first one is I would really, 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 really love if you could post a review of the show, even if it's not like a totally awesome review and you think that there's stuff that I could improve on, definitely leave a review. Even if it's not the whole five stars that generally people will ask for, if there's things that you want me to work on, if there's things that you like, definitely add it to your review. You can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, and it will redirect you to iTunes where you can leave a review and it just helps 
more people find the show, the more people that are listening, the more people that are reviewing, the more people that can find it and the better the show can get. The second announcement is that you guys are totally loving our new sponsor of the podcast, Thrive Market. And so many of you have taken advantage of their free almond butter offer, which is great. So if you've been thinking of becoming a member of Thrive Market, the time is definitely now. So if you're not familiar with Thrive, Thrive Market is an online shop where you save a ton of money on food brands that you are really familiar with and that you love and trust. So all you have to do is go to their website, filter for your favorites and load up your cart and the goods are delivered right to your door. Plus for every new membership, and I really like this about these guys, Thrive Market donates a free membership to a family in need, a teacher or a veteran. So when you sign up for today's free 30 day trial, you'll get a free jar of almond butter. And this almond butter is so good. I am obsessed with it. All you need to do is pay $1.95 shipping. So this is available for US listeners only. And you can head to thrivemarket.com forward slash H to get your free jar and start browsing their shop. So if you haven't taken advantage of that offer yet, definitely do because it's pretty sweet. And for all my Canadian listeners, I definitely haven't forgotten about you. We're always looking for new partners that will do offers for both the US and Canada. There's a couple coming up here pretty soon that I'm pretty stoked on. So definitely listen for that starting next week. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or you want to submit praise over and above the review, which you are going to leave at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com. So we have a ton of questions to go through. Super excited. So let's just get started. So the first question is from Tiffany and she writes, do you recommend exogenous ketones to help accelerate getting back into ketosis after eating holiday sweets and falling out? If you have brands you'd like, I'd love to know them as well. So this also made me think of a lot of the questions I've been getting about Keto Prime, that new bulletproof supplement. So I will be going through that right after this. Okay, first off, Tiffany I'm really happy that you enjoyed the holiday. I know that you specifically, and anyone listening too, is pretty fat adapted. You've been eating keto for quite some time, Tiff. And if you, you know, if you're fat adapted and you, your body knows what burning fat is like, it should be pretty easy to switch back into fat burning mode. And if you've ever been to one of my talks, and I'll definitely be doing this on the book tour as well, information coming out soon. And I'll definitely be showing this on the book tour as well, I'm sure. And you can find out more details about the book tour by going to ketodietbook.com forward slash tour. But usually when I'm in my talks, I talk about how easy it is to switch from fat burning mode, like you've been burning fat for like a year or I mean, it even starts as soon as like three months, your body's pretty, it's pretty easy for your body to switch from, you know, having those holiday sweets to going right back to burning fat. Whereas what happens if you're not totally adapted yet is that when you have those holiday sweets, your body, once it goes through those holiday sweets and it's used up, that fuel is like where the carbs at. I want more carbs. Whereas when you are in a fat burning state and you've been there for quite some time, when you eat those holiday sweets, it's pretty easy for your body to switch back. So in the case of exogenous ketones, which I'm going to be going through what they mean in a second, but in your case, because you know what they are, Tiffany, I would say that because you're super fat adapted, you shouldn't need a product like that to get you back into ketosis quicker because your body has all of the systems and processes in place to switch back into that mode pretty effortlessly. So my advice for you is to just eat like you would normally, go back into the groove of keto and all will sort itself out 
probably in a couple of days. It shouldn't take a very long time. So what are exogenous ketones? Maybe I should have started there first, but I didn't. So we're just going to run with it. They are a supplement to boost ketones. And so you might be wondering, how is this different than taking MCT oil? Exogenous ketones has beta hydroxybutyrate in it. And this BHB is a very pure form of sodium, which works with the MCT oil that's also in exogenous ketones for absorption and staying hydrated. So the oil is converted into a powder And the oil, the MCT oil powder combined with the beta hydroxybutyrate can help with keto flu. So that BHB reduces keto flu and the experience of lag when you first start to adapt. So I'm personally only familiar with one brand of exogenous ketone. So that's what I feel comfortable talking about today. So the brand that I know of is Keto OS and I've tried it a couple of times and personally, I don't enjoy it for a couple of reasons. I don't enjoy the taste at all. Like not even a little bit. I've tried it in so many different ways and I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the cost. It's quite costly. And personally, it doesn't make me feel any different. And that could be because I'm already keto adapted. Like So taking it is just like making me be keto, which I already am. So I really don't notice a difference other than the fact that it contains caffeine. So I notice a difference with the caffeine because I feel all jittery and stuff. So they do have a caffeine free type of powder and mixture, but the decaf version has milk and the caffeinated version doesn't have milk. Well, they have two versions, but the, the only option that doesn't have milk has caffeine. And for me, that's sensitive to both milk and caffeine. It just doesn't work for me. So like I said, it has MCT powder, beta hydroxybutyrate, natural flavor, malic acid, stevia, and caffeine. It has sort of, well, it's supposed to have like an orange taste, but I find that the sweetener used is like so overpowering and I get why they did it. It's because I see this keto OS and any of these exogenous ketones being a really, really, really good supplement for somebody that is in the process of becoming adapted, probably coming from a standard American diet where they're eating a lot of like sweet things and carby things. So for a person that loves sugar and is really not used to not eating sugar, they're probably going to love Keto OS because it's super sweet and could really, really, I don't know, taste really awesome for them. So where I see this supplement being really great for is for people that have are either like on the path of the keto diet or having a challenging time adapting and can't get away from carbs and kind of need that push to like start to feel what keto feels like. Awesome. Because if you take keto OS and you've never done keto before and you start your day with that, you're going to feel, well, you guys know if you're fat adapted right now, people will feel like how you feel in a matter of a couple of minutes. So it's sort of like this introduction to kind of get people inspired to eat keto. It can also be good for a hardcore keto person, maybe for like pre-workout or performance. I could see it being really beneficial. Like if you take the caffeine one right before like a heavy lift, could be really great. Or people that need energy during workouts, like if you're a runner, I could see it being awesome. Or even people that aren't eating keto and just need some like a boost in mental performance before an exam or any sort of presentation. But personally, I just, for all the reasons that I just mentioned, plus the fact that if I want to promote it and and share it with you guys and stuff, I have to pay something like 420 US dollars in order to get the product, in order to promote it. It just, I don't know, there's something about pyramid schemes that I just 
aren't really into. I'm just, it's not my jam, but it can be a great option for people. And if you're trying it or you're a rep, that's awesome. I can see how it would be super beneficial, not personally beneficial for me. My body is quite ketogenic and that's how I roll. So I hope that answers your question, Tiffany. And onto my thoughts about Keto Prime. So Keto Prime is a new bulletproof product, which is a supplement that's intended to boost mental performance and blast brain fog by triggering the creation of new mitochondria. Okay, so I ordered it as soon as it came out because I knew everyone was going to be asking me what I thought about it. So I took it every day in the afternoon, usually when if I've not eaten the correct things or stuff, my brain gets a little bit like slower and I just notice I need a pick me up. And normally that pick me up is just having a fat bomb or I'll get to the other product that I use instead of this. So I did that instead. Instead of going toward a fat bomb and stuff like that, I tried Keto Prime and I didn't feel a difference other than being totally overwhelmed by the taste. It was super sour. If you guys follow me on Instagram stories, you can follow me at healthful pursuit on Instagram. I did a video of me trying it for the first time and it was so sour. Even talking about it, my lips are like curling around my teeth because it was just so sour and Oh, even just thinking about it. (laughs) I'm not a big sour person. If you are, you may love these. And it has erythritol. And I find that if I eat erythritol, and I love the taste of erythritol, it's so much better than stevia, but it gives me acne. So I was trying the Keto Prime for a while and I wasn't noticing a difference with anything. And I've chatted with a couple people and they kind of have felt the same. I haven't chatted with anyone who has had good results on it, but that could just be that I haven't spoken with them. But what I love and what I do instead and what I would recommend trying out is that Bulletproof has um, a thing called chocolate fuel bars and their chocolate bars that are dairy-free and sweetened with xylitol and packed with MCT oil. So I'm feel, if I'm feeling a little low in that afternoon time and I need a snack or a fat bomb and I don't have time to make anything, this bar works so well. Like it is my keto prime. I love it. It's so great. It makes my brain feel like it's on fire and it's around $6 a bar. So it's pretty much on par with those fancy chocolate bars found at health food stores. I think the one like the giddy yo-yo one that I love is $6 and 20 cents. So it's about on par with that, but totally aligns with your keto diet because it's sweet with xylitol and it makes my brain fire up. So I hope that that was helpful on the keto prime situation. More on the episode after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs. We all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, especially during cold and flu season, as well as boosting our energy throughout the winter months. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little beef stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical additive dye and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, receive instant savings of 20% off 
Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto. And if your jaw is just tired thinking about beef jerky, it's worth noting that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. The summer sausage flavor even tastes like those hickory summer sausages, but without the gunk. Seriously delicious. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. Now going on to the second question, it's from Dominique on experiencing depression after carb ups. Hi Leanne, I've been following a keto diet for almost three months now and feel amazing. I lost some weight, my skin and nails are better, my mood is improved, and I haven't had an anxiety attack since beginning my keto journey. At first it was strict keto and tracking all the things, but listening to the podcast and reading Fat Fueled has changed my perspective. I've incorporated a couple of carb ups and I'm not tracking quite so religiously anymore. Yay, Dominique, that's awesome. I was even inspired to quit birth control and start tracking my cycles and fixing my hormones. My plan in respect to carb ups was to continue the full keto fat-fueled profile in fat-fueled because it feels good with the occasional maybe weekly evening carb ups. I have tried this twice now and the following day I feel awesome, but then for the next four to five days, I have noticeable change in my mood. It feels like PMS, but isn't. My carb ups haven't brought on an anxiety attack per se, but sometimes it feels like I'm on the edge and feel depressed overall. If I continue like this with weekly carb ups, I feel like I'll just be depressed all of the time. Have you had any experience with this yourself or with your clients? Do I need to experiment with different types of carbs to see if something in particular, example, starchy vegetables or flour or sugar or fruit is the culprit? I want the keto way of eating to be something that works for me throughout my entire life. And that's going to mean the occasional carb up, whether it's planned or not. I don't want to have to worry about feeling depressed after enjoying a nice meal with my family. Just so you know, my first carb up was a piece of birthday cake and some popcorn at a party. Second carb up was a sweet potato with my post-workout recovery Vega, which I think contains brown rice syrup. I am 31 and both of these carb ups happened while I was still taking the pill. I'm a bit lactose intolerant, so my dairy intake is low, but I still enjoy butter, aged cheese, and a bit of Greek yogurt occasionally. Okay, Dominique, I have a couple of ideas. First off, I think you're definitely in the right fat field profile for your body. And Dominique is referring to the fat field profiles in my book, Fat Fueled. And one of those fat field profiles is called full keto. And that fat field profile allows, or just, I don't like to say the word allows, but kind of templates out at least one, like one carb up a week. So in the full keto fat field profile, you have adapted, you're now having one carb up a week. And in the case of Dominique, because of your anxiety, I would say that the foods you were using in your carb up could potentially be where you are experiencing the depression after carb ups. Now, there are people that have anxiety and depression that really do not do well on carbohydrates. I've had clients before that have major anxiety imbalances and it's really frustrating for them and they do carb ups and they include things like fruit or things that have sugar or grains and they go off the rails and it's really hard for them because they, like you said, Dominique, your body felt really great, but your mind didn't. So we need to find carbs that make your mind feel good. 
because we want your body to feel good and your mind to feel good. So you did mention that you're still on birth, you were still on birth control during those carb ups. And it sounds like um, you haven't done a carb up since because you're afraid and totally fair enough. What I would recommend is going for like super neutral GI foods. So things like think of your paleo carbs, something that has fiber, that's totally natural. I would try to stay away from the birthday cake like it's birthday cake. So like, of course, if you're at a birthday, just knowing that, okay, I'm going to have this birthday cake and it's not going to make my mind feel all that great. Am I okay with that? If you're okay with that, totally go for it. If you're not and you don't totally feel like the birthday cake, just skip it. It's totally fine. But in the case of sugar, even fruit can offset your anxiety. You did mention that your second carb up was a sweet potato and some of your post-workout recovery Vega stuff. I'm not totally sure if it has brown rice syrup, but I like where you're going with that and thinking that perhaps it's the sugar behind that. I would maybe try the sweet potato again, make sure that you're having protein with it, maybe just like half a sweet potato and see how your body reacts to it. If you find that that doesn't work, I would try it again and add a bit more fat to that sweet potato or and third option would be to have you know your protein with the sweet potato and right before bed have something like decaf rocket fuel latte like maybe made with your favorite herbal tea or you know like my bedtime shake that I have on the site if you just google healthful pursuit bedtime shake something that's going to give you those fats for the morning and then see how you feel see if that helps with your anxiety if that still doesn't work then another thing you could try is called protein ups. So this is something new that's coming to my book, The Keto Diet, coming out on April 11th. I'm so excited about it. I just talk about it all the time. I'm so sorry, guys. But in in that book, I introduced two new fat-fueled profiles from the fat-fueled program. I added on to them. So in the book, we're going to be talking about how to use protein as an alternative to carbohydrates. If you're sensitive like this and carbs just don't work, but you like the way they make your body feel with the carb ups. So you could try a protein up and that just means eating a ton of protein for dinner instead of the, where the carbs would be. So completely like very limited carbs like you do on your keto diet amp up the protein, lower down the fat, and then see how that goes. So I hope that that was helpful. And the third question is from Alexandra on ditching birth control, which Dominique just did. So how fitting is this? And Alexandra writes, what can I expect if I choose to stop birth control? Okay, so I don't know 100% like everything that you could potentially experience, but I'll kind of go through what I experienced. So I quit birth control in January 2008. And it was after learning just how horrible birth control was for my body. And I just, I couldn't even, I'm not okay with um, giving myself these artificial hormones. I didn't know that there were other alternatives to birth control. So at the time, you know, when I was younger and having painful periods and my acne was really bad, the doctor just put me on it and I didn't totally know all the details. And I've written about the details on the blog. If you just search healthful pursuit birth control and the Google machine, you'll find some information about what I've written about birth control and just, you know, knowing the dangers and like the details of birth control, because it doesn't mean that you have to quit it. But if you're taking anything, it's good to know what it does to your body because it's your body. It's your life. It's good to know these things. So when I quit birth control, I didn't really experience it like 
anything really. I would say like the the one thing I experienced long term was a major decline in my sex drive. My libido was completely non-existent. I was not interested in anything to do with sex or anything. And I think that can be a long-term effect if your hormones don't balance out after birth control. So I would say the number one thing, if I were to go back and chat with myself, I'd be like, girl, you need to find a doctor and you need to get them to test your hormones every month until you figure out where your hormone balance is. Because I would... I would have gotten my period back really quick, but instead it took me like eight years to get my period back because I wasn't working with anyone and nobody really wanted to like help me and they said my hormones were fine. But now, you know, having a normal period and then once I got my period back um, about a year ago, a year and a half, I guess now, I started a hormone replacement therapy with one of my more natural doctors. So... I would say in your case, the one thing that you can expect is that your hormones probably won't be balanced and kind of coming off birth control, knowing that you're going to have to take care of your hormones because really your hormones are probably like, I would say probably a little bit messed up right now and you just don't know it because you're taking birth control. It kind of masks things and can also screw up a couple of things. And that's not to say that everyone that takes birth control, you're doomed. I'm not saying that at all. But if you're coming from a place of going off birth control, it'd be really cool to just know that you're probably going to have some imbalances and that they can totally be figured out. But if you come from that mind space, you can kind of catch things before you go like years upon years with no sex drive and really low hormones until you figure it out. So Alexandra, my recommendation to you would be would be to find an orthomolecular doctor or a hormone specialist that is totally cool with um, compressing their own or knows of a pharmacy that can compress and prepare natural hormones for you, whether it be progesterone or estrogen or DHEA or thyroid medication, um, a doctor that is okay with prescribing desiccated thyroid and knows what that is. I think it's all just about making a commitment to uh, bettering your hormone status because I cannot tell you how awesome it is to finally have a balanced hormone state in my body. And it's constantly changing and shifting. Like sometimes my DHEA has to go up or down. I'm now uh, starting to realize that it's okay to supplement with the desiccated thyroid amount that you need. I always felt like it was okay to kind of go up and down with my thyroid medication, but that's not the case. And now, you know, over the last couple of months, I've been very consistent with 115 milligrams which is so much more than I thought my body needed of desiccated thyroid. And now in hot yoga, I sweat like a normal person. It's so cool. I've never sweat like a normal person. So I think what you can expect when you go off birth control, if you're willing to make this commitment to bettering your hormones, you can expect awesome things. So I hope that that was helpful for you. The fourth question is from Chaz on the side effects of keto. I've heard that there are many side effects to starting a keto diet. What are they and how can I plan to overcome them? The salt craving, sleepless nights, how sometimes one passes out like literally and cannot get up from bed and brain fog. Many thanks for all of your work, Chaz. Okay, so a couple of things for you, Chaz. Okay, the salt cravings, this is totally normal and a good indication that you're not eating enough salt. The amount of salt you need will depend on your body. Personally, my whole rule is like whenever I'm eating, put as much salt on it that I need until I'm satisfied. If you find like you're craving a ton of salt, like 
more than you think is natural, I would definitely chat with your doctor and see if you could test your adrenals. The best test for that is going to be cortisol AM. You can do that with a blood test. You can also do saliva if you have a doctor or a healthcare team that knows how to read those tests or is familiar with those tests. Just get an idea of what your cortisol is doing, how that's going. So you're going to need more salt on a ketogenic diet. That's just the way that it is. And it's totally okay. And please listen to your body when it comes with salt, because if you crave salt, you probably need salt. The next one, uh, your sleepless nights. So this is not a normal thing. Many keto people would disagree with me that it's sort of like just like the hair loss, like sleepless nights and hair loss is sort of what people would sometimes refer to as a keto cleanse. And it's just your body getting used to it. Personally, I don't prescribe to that. Generally speaking, there may be instances where I would tell a client, you know, just hold in there, like wait a couple of days. And if it hasn't changed up, then do something about it. But if you've had the best sleep of your life, like all your life. And maybe there's been a couple of days where it's off, but like generally speaking, you're an awesome sleeper. And then a couple of days into your keto diet, you're all of a sudden not sleeping and staying up late and not being able to sleep. This was my life for months on the keto diet when I, you know, about three months in, I started experiencing sleepless nights, like crazy, could not sleep for the life of me. Personally, I hated it. It made me eat at weird times. It screwed up even more hormones. I just felt like garbage. So if this is you, I would highly recommend switching fat fueled profiles, maybe going over to the adapted fat burner fat fueled profile where you're having carb ups like twice a week or more of the daily fat burner fat fueled profile where you're having carbohydrates every night. And in the case of the carbohydrates every night, it's just a touch and it helps you sleep and you feel great. How sometimes one just passes out literally. Okay, so I actually just spoke with someone about this today, actually, about the fact that she's been keto now for 20 days and she's finding that she has her rocket fuel latte or most times a bulletproof coffee. And then at lunch, usually around one or two, she'll have like cauliflower with some protein and a bunch of fat. And then like an hour later, she's exhausted. She has brain fog. She could literally just pass out. And so what we determined is that she probably wasn't eating enough carbs, like overall carbs. She said that she was eating about 10 grams of carbohydrates. So we said that we would increase that to like, hopefully I'm hoping that she can get to like 40 grams of carbohydrates. And this is in addition to her telling me that her um, ketones were registering 5.6 with her blood test. So that's like, that's a lot of ketones and it doesn't need to be that high. So that tells me that she's not eating enough and maybe not eating enough carbohydrates for her body in addition to uh, the sleepiness. So you may want to check that out, see like where you're at either with your ketones. You could try having a rocket fuel latte instead of a bulletproof coffee because that bulletproof coffee can sometimes make people sleepy. Whereas the rocket fuel latte, because of the little touch of carbohydrates and protein, it should work out a little bit better for your body and see how your energy feels over the coming days. And then when you're eating lunch or dinner, just make sure that you're liberal with your vegetables and it's totally okay. You're fine. It's okay. It'll be fine. I know that when I gave myself permission to just like eat what I wanted to eat on a ketogenic diet, and really beyond that, I said, you can eat whatever you want. 
um, and I defined what made my body feel good, what didn't, and I ate the foods that made my body feel good most of the time, but sometimes I didn't, you know how it is. Um, but I would definitely look at those two things. And then if you are fasting, kind of pay attention to how fasting feels in your body. If when you fast one day, you feel tired, um, the first meal, then check that out. If you fast and then you don't feel tired, you know, look at that and try to ask yourself like what's going on in here as you get started. I think the main thing with a ketogenic diet and the thing that I love the most about it is that it really allows you to get in touch with your body. In fact, I was having breakfast with uh, my husband, Kevin, this morning. It was like one o'clock. I mean, we call our first meal breakfast, even if it's like 5 p.m. But I prepared some beef strips, which is like beef bacon stuff and some vegetables and we had gone out for dinner the night before and I'd had a keto meal, but right after, you know, we were having breakfast and I was talking about how my middle finger hurt so much about two hours after that dinner last night, it was inflamed and it hurt and it was crazy painful. And this is my sign that I had a processed oils in my meal. And I ask restaurants like what kind of oil they use and they tell me, and it sounds pretty good and we're good to go, but I know that they're lying when my finger gets inflamed. And the really cool thing is that never used to happen like I I was overall inflamed but I never got these signals from my body so overall I think the benefit to keto has been for me is really 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 getting in touch with my body and some people may say that this is a curse I know I've spoken to so many of my friends and colleagues and clients where you know they they really try to get in touch with their body and then it's almost like they wish they hadn't because their bodies have a lot to say to you but I would personally, you know, I feel that way a lot of the times too. Like, oh darn, I wish I could just eat ice cream and not know that I'm allergic to dairy. Ugh. Um, but I think in the end, it just allows you to be more in touch with what makes you happy and healthy overall. And it goes far more beyond the food that you eat. So I think for keto, the general consensus for so many people is that it allows you to get in touch with your body. So although you might be f afraid or fearful of sort of the side effects, I would also encourage you to look at some of the positive things that can come from your keto diet. And although, you know, you'll have to figure out your salt intake and like if you have sleepless nights, how do you over? overcome that but I would rather overcome those obstacles that are coming up instead of not dealing with them because there's imbalances that you're not dealing with because perhaps you're not keto and that's where you need to go and that's not like a fear tactic it's just you know if you know that the eating style you're following right now isn't working for you and you think a keto one would but you're afraid to start because um, you're afraid of all the side effects and people you know the things that people say I would encourage you to just give it a try join our private Facebook group if you grab one of my products you can join it we're all super supportive and when you have issues or you're dealing with something many of us will give some recommendations based on our experience so Chaz rock on with your keto diet I think you're gonna love it and I can't wait to hear how it goes for you the fifth question is from Ophelia on testing ketones and I didn't write down her question because it was basically like how do I test my ketones okay so there can be a lot of confusion around testing ketones and I just want to say off the bat or like right up at front is that you don't have to test ketones forever once you're fat adapted and you know what keto feels like you really don't really have to test anymore I found it's such a waste of money maybe if you have a breath tester 
like the new keto breath tester that just came out, I've heard is pretty awesome. I don't have it because personally testing ketones really triggers me and triggers poor behavior because if my ketones are lower than they were the day before, I'm going to like fast when I don't want to fast. And it just creates a bunch of garbly goop that I don't need in my life right now or like ever actually. But if you are first starting going on the keto diet and, or perhaps you really love testing and it's not triggering for you and you're a math geek and you just love knowing numbers and things like that, I recommend the blood test. The problem with testing your blood is is that although it's the most accurate between urine, blood, and breath, it's also the most expensive. So you have urine tests, which is pretty inexpensive. The problem with that is that ketones are generally only dumped into your urine when you first get started and at certain intervals and it gets really complicated. So testing your urine, say like throughout the day, is not going to work even when you first get started. If you're first started, um, urine testing is great in the morning. Just do it in the morning and then be done for the day. But urine testing throughout the day, I've, you know, I've experienced that it's pretty useless. And once you become fat adapted, you probably won't be registering ketones anymore in your urine because your body is using the ketones. Then the next one is your breath testing. So there is um, one breath tester that I know of. It's a reusable one. It plugs in your computer. It's called a ketonics. And I've heard that the new ketonics are actually really fabulous. So if you give it a try, let me know what you think. Basically, you just blow consistently into this machine. It tells you what your ketone levels are. It tracks on this like cool app thing that you can download to your computer pretty interesting. And then the third one is testing your blood. I like blood because I don't know, like the breath thing with the computer and I have to like plug it in. It's just, I don't know. It's just not my jam. So for the blood, uh, I don't like testing my finger because it hurts like crazy. Um, but I test like the meaty part of the exterior piece of my palm. So it's like that meaty part right there. I poke it in there, test my blood. My recommendation is just do it once a day. Any more than that, you're paying way too much money. So I hope that was helpful, Ophelia, for testing your ketones and know that you don't have to do this forever. And I would highly recommend you not because at the end of the day, if you're testing once or twice a day, that's like almost $200 a month. And I can think of so many cool things to do once a month for $200. Like you could go to the spa or you get like a yoga membership or you could go out with your girlfriends to like the mountains for a day and maybe maybe even like rent a hotel. Like the opportunities are endless. I would rather do all of those things like maybe one thing every month as opposed to testing my ketones. More on the episode after this message from one of our podcast partners giveaway alert the podcast is partnered with thrive market an online market that offers up to 50 percent off your favorite premium organic products think whole food products at costco prices online and they put together a sweet offer for our u.s-based podcast listeners if you're a nut butter lover you're in luck because if you sign up for a free 30-day trial to thrive market today you get a free jar of thrive market almond butter this is a $21 value and all you need to do is cover the $1.95 shipping. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to sign up for your free 30-day trial and get a free jar of Thrive Market almond butter. This creamy spread is non-GMO and ready to take your keto milkshake, rocket fuel latte, or fat bomb to the next level. And it's made with only one, yes one, wholesome ingredient, just almonds, no added oils or sugars in sight. Again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to sign up for your free 30-day trial with Thrive Market and get your 
free jar of almond butter. Only pay $1.95 shipping. The sixth question is from Mora on giving keto a chance. Why is it extremely important to give this way of eating a fair trial, like 90 days, and not give up too quickly? For me, it has taken a good three weeks for my body to adjust, and weight loss has not been instantaneous. Everyone is unique and needs to make adjustments along the way, as you have definitely talked about before. I probably would have given up sooner based on the slowish progress, but I love how I feel. I find it so important to not have weight loss be the only objective of eating this way. And of course, you have made that very clear in your fat field book as well. And then Bailey writes, in addition to Mara's question, every time I try to do the high fat thing, I stop losing and the scale fluctuates like crazy and I let it get to me. I wonder sometimes if this is healing or I'm just plain eating too much. So I started restricting again to see results. So this is definitely something I'd like to hear more on. How can we tell it's doing us good to stay higher fat that we aren't eating too much and how long to wait for the adjustment, etc.? This is an awesome question, ladies. <laughs> and it's not as simply answered as I would like it to be. In fact, for, you know, Bailey's question specifically is, you know, the going back to restriction and how do you know if it's healthy? Episodes 19 and 24, you're going to need to write that down in your calendar and remember to listen to those episodes because I think they are going to be really beneficial for you on that topic. And when it comes to giving keto a chance, my experience with keto was quite unique I experienced results like instantly, but I experienced a lot of side effects. Like the first like month was clear sailing and I did that video on YouTube. I'll include a link in the show notes of my first 30 days on keto and I kept a journal and everything was going really well and I had like a couple of issues but not nothing too crazy and over like two months I lost all the weight that I wanted to lose and I looked really hot but then basically the next day after reaching my goal I decided that my goal wasn't enough I was going to go harder and stronger and faster and eat less and fast more and all the things work out more and yeah crazy town and um, I started experiencing a lot of side effects like can't sleep hair falling out oh man totally obsessed with everything and friends being concerned for me because I was starting to lose too much weight my body loses weight like when I restrict food my body loses weight really 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 fast but I go really 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 crazy (laughs) like it's just not a good thing so in the case of why you need to give it a fair trial is that every body is different for me I needed to give it 90 days to lose all of the weight and start to feel crazy and realize that the way I was doing it was not benefiting my body whereas some people need to give it 90 days because their bodies it's harder for them to adapt personally I can adapt really quickly my body switches back and forth whereas some people it takes like weeks even months to become fat adapted And they say the more you experience in that fat adaption process, like those first weeks of becoming fat adapted, the more keto flu that you have and the more carbohydrate cravings that you have, the more you need this eating style. It's sort of like your body is shifting from a very different eating style and it's a huge adjustment. Like if you've been eating like burgers and Diet Coke and junk for the last 20 years and all of a sudden you switch over to keto 
Whoa, especially a whole food-based approach to keto. That's a huge change. And you're not going to feel very good. That's just like plain and simple. But I would say for anyone that's been eating keto and listening to their body and eating when they're hungry and really in tune with that, if you're not losing weight, it's probably because you don't have weight to lose. And that's really hard to hear. And it's hard to say because I know that, you know, even a year ago, had I heard that, I would have thought that I was crazy because like, no way, my body can't dictate what size I'm going to be. I get to choose. I get to choose what size I'm going to be. I get to choose what weight I'm going to be, but it doesn't work like that. Like it doesn't work like that. And in episode 19 and 24, we go through those concepts a little bit more in depth because I know this is something that a lot of us struggle with and it doesn't need to be a struggle, but I get why it is. I went through it. It sucked. I totally get it. I mean, the case of Bailey's question is like, how do I know if I'm healing or how do I know if like I'm just eating too much? I would say like in the grand scheme of things, I I remember the first day that I decided to eat when I was hungry, I ate so much. Like I, I, I felt like I ate so much. And when I look back at my food journals, cause I was using food journals back then to just say like, here's what I'm eating. Dude, I ate like nothing. Like I eat that for breakfast now. So it's all relative, right? Like, it's so relative to what's going on in your life right now and how you perceive what you're eating. So in the case of Bailey, you know, you're saying the scale fluctuates like crazy and then you just go back to restricting again. Well, yeah, of course, because your restriction is creating a body that perhaps your body doesn't want or isn't comfortable in. So based on my experience with using a ketogenic diet first to lose a bunch of weight in a state of restriction and then being like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't the life I want. And then using a keto diet to overcome those restrictive tendencies and to eat enough. I personally vote for eating enough and being the size that I am now. And yeah, being the size that I am now, there are people online that tell me that I'm fat that's a thing. It happens. There are also a ton of people in my life and just random strangers that compliment me. And at the end of the day, those compliments or people, you know, taking me down and things like that. I don't let positive or negative things impact the way that I feel about myself, but I do look at those instances and really question the whole, the whole thing, right? It's just, oh, it's so, it frustrates me so much that so many of us are focused solely on what our bodies look like and how that dictates our life experience that we don't take a look of things outside of our body. Like I would like to think that I'm a pretty good educator, but when I was so deep in all the eating disorder, disordered eating restriction mentality stuff, I wasn't harnessing my power of educating people, right? Like I was kind of just like wasting my life. So although if you eat enough and you're not restricting and you end up being quote unquote larger, what's the problem with that? Like really, what is the problem with that? My life is so much better now knowing that I'm healed and on my in the process of healing. I don't think you ever totally get to the perfect quote unquote perfect health, but that I just eat when I'm hungry. I eat what I want. I know that keto feels good in my body. So that's what I eat primarily. And I'm fat adapted and life is good. And when I feel like a carb up, I have a carb up. It's no big deal. When I feel like emotional eating, you know, I'm emotional. I eat. It's a thing that happens. It's no big deal. But I think a way to tell if you are quote unquote healing is when you look in the mirror and you choose love. 
and you choose to honor your body. And when you prepare food, you choose to choose food that makes you feel good. And when you choose food that doesn't make you feel good, that you're okay with that. And you might know that you're healing when you choose to like hang out with friends and not worry about the food that you're eating. Or when you choose to um, engage in positive movement that makes your body feel good. Or when you take a compliment without saying, oh yeah, this hair, no, it's like messy. I barely did it today. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much for complimenting my hair. You know, those can be signs of health. Or when you get home from a stressful day and you eat an entire bag of potato chips, knowing full well that you're eating it because you're stressed out that's healing. So healing can mean so like so many different things to so many different people. Like healing can be becoming fertile again, which is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to get my period back. I wanted to ovulate. And now I know, you know, with my monthly periods and my crazy ovulation, um, it's so fertile, this girl now, it's crazy that I'm on my path to health. So I would look at some negative behaviors in your life or things that drag you down and things that take you away from uh, really becoming that amazing, beautiful person that you are and kind of say like, how can I heal myself to harness that power and to, to be better, not for anyone else, but for yourself? Because it's pretty cool. It can take your body a while to become accustomed to the keto diet. So, you know, in the case of Mora, like I would give it 90 days because your body can do cool things, not so cool things. And you got to shift and listen and adjust and, you know, chat with your friends about it or other people that are eating keto, like in our private Facebook group or listening to podcasts and learning different strategies because each approach to the keto diet is going to be so, so different for other, you know, your diet's going to look different than my diet. And I'll say, you know, I personally don't eat a lot of fruit and you'll be like, oh my gosh, fruit makes me feel so good on my carb ups. So it's all so different. So that's why I say give it 90 days and know that your body may have other plans for you. <laughs> and whether you're on keto or you're vegan or paleo or standard American diet, Whatever you're doing, regardless of how you are choosing to feed yourself, really at the end of the day, your body wants to make the choices and you standing in the way of that can like, I don't know, be really detrimental, not only for your body, but for so many other things. So I would say just take some time, listen, stop, drop and listen to your body and see how things go. So I hope that was everything that you guys hope to hear from me. I really like answering questions. It's amazing. We got through six questions. It's awesome. The show notes for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E18. Thanks guys. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.